Welcome to the Courage Coaching and Counseling Podcast with Savon Penn, licensed professional counselor here in Portland, Oregon. Wherever you're at in life, this podcast will inspire and encourage you to be more brave in life and take the next best step between where you are and where you want to be. My guest for episode 21 of the podcast is Rhonda Marie Stalb. She is a therapist in Huntsville, Alabama, and she is also the author of her memoir, Beautifully Broken, My Journey to Amended Heart. In this episode, we talk about her story of escaping from domestic violence uh, to protect uh, herself and also uh, her children. She also shares how she healed from childhood neglect and how she helps her clients, uh, individuals and uh, couples uh, in her counseling practice. She also shares some lessons that she's learned as a mom and uh, also how her family has navigated a pandemic. I hope you enjoy this episode with Rhonda Marie Stalb. All right. Welcome to the Courage Coaching and Counseling Podcast. In this episode, I've got Rhonda Stalb, and she's a counselor uh, from back back east, and she's she's got an amazing story, um, a, a courageous story. So I'm so glad that you're here to share it with us, Rhonda. Thank you, Savan. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So uh, let's start with uh, your background. Well, I'm, I'm actually was raised in on the big island of Hawaii. So I'm an island girl. So huh. I, I, um, I was there from the age of eight till about 11 years ago, raised by my grandmother, because I didn't have um, parents, they wanted my mother died. And, and my father, of course, left. But, uh, mm. but yeah, I was raised by my grandmother on the big island. And then 11 years ago, we, um, me and my children, my three children, um, moved to Huntsville, Alabama um, to get out of the abusive cycle that we were in and that sort of thing. Mm. And so, um, yeah, I've been in the Southeast for the last 11 years. Um, my husband, Doug, and I um, moved to Tennessee in November of 2020. Um, oh, just moved. Yeah, so we've been here about four months now. Okay. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Getting and I just recently got licensed in Tennessee, so I'm duly licensed now. Great, great. Mm-hmm. The uh, so you lost your mother. How old were you? I was eight years old. You were just eight. um, she, yeah. She died of um. Well, my family told me it was an embolism, but she went out partying the night before and it was a drug overdose, accidental, but it was, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. She was pretty depressed about losing, you know, my father leaving and she just was not in good shape at all. So Mm -hmm. she could have used a counselor, (laughs) I think. (laughs) Yeah. So, mm -hmm. the, yeah. uh, so you mentioned you you moved 11 years ago to get away from from a hard mm-hmm. situation can you share a little bit more 
Yeah, I was I was previously married for 15 years to my children's father. Um, he's the father of all three of my children, and he um, he abused my daughter, my youngest child, and I caught him red-handed and mm. went through the full prosecution process, of course, and he was incarcerated for a long time and. Um, so yeah, so we left because it wasn't safe for us to be there anymore. Mm. And so, um, and it was expensive and, you know, I was trying to put food on the table for three kids and it just wasn't working out anymore. So we went ahead and moved to Huntsville, Alabama with the help of a friend. And wow. so we, you know, we, we had, we started this better stable life and, you know, it wasn't perfect by any means. No. And. There were still some things that we had to overcome and stuff like that, but we um, we got into a place to live. We had a nice house, lived in a nice neighborhood, which we didn't really live in a very nice neighborhood in Hawaii. Mm. So it was it was better in a lot of ways, but it, in a lot of ways, it was a struggle too. So yeah, wow. Mm -hmm. The uh, when that happened, were you a counselor? Or, or, or um, no, I was not a counselor yet. Um, I was actually working in a preschool. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, for a long time, that was my pursuit to be an early childhood educator. And mm -hmm. So I worked with four and five-year-olds at, at, at my church, at my church school. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. And so I loved that job. It was great. You know, I, I really loved it. And then for a while to make ends meet, I worked as a barista at a coffee shop. <laughs> so, so it wasn't until after, you know, my daughter was in counseling for a while. I mean, I had wonderful counselors to help us. We had like what you call multi-systemic therapy where mm. they, they helped us in all the systems that we were involved in to see how, it could it could be a detriment to us or it could be a help to us and try to overcome some of the things that we were going through and so yeah. the counselors I had for me and the kids were great and so that really inspired me especially one person she's an actual LMFT she um I think her name is Trev but yeah, she was like the best and she really inspired me. So now that's one of the reasons why I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. So yeah. Wow. The, mm -hmm. oh, from when, what you went through and then mm -hmm. with your, with your training, um, what were, what are some of the, the lessons that you learned going through such a painful experience? Um, from, from my experience or from being a counselor? From what you went through with your, the, the, the father of your children. Well, um, I learned that the, <laughs> the relationship was extremely toxic and, you know, I wasn't taught to, to what a healthy relationship looked like. You know, I, I had to kind of learn by trial and error because everything mm -hmm. I saw everything I experienced was completely dysfunctional. Mm. It was like, there was no, I mean, I didn't really see love. I mean, love wasn't really present. It was just complete drama all the time, complete chaos, just 
every every day there was something wrong <laughs> so yeah it was scary it was really scary and i was also taught to run away to run away from my problems mm-hmm. and not to face them head on and, and so yeah, yeah. So, so what 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 was that like for you then you, you would isolate or or i would isolate room I would isolate or, you know, kind of check out. I was an avid reader as a, as a teenager. So I just mm. buried myself in books, mm. you know, my favorite series was the Anna Green Gable series. So mm-hmm. I stuck my nose in a book all the time, <laughs> yeah. a little house and, you know, and that that's all I did was read, you know, and I didn't really, um, I didn't really go out with a lot of friends. I had one best friend in high school um and she was really the only friend that i associated with so yeah so 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 books were your friends yeah books were my friend related to ann and and oh yeah without having her her yeah 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 and i knew my husband my my current husband doug we've been we're gonna be celebrating 10 years this november and um I knew he was a good man mm-hmm. when I found out that he had the two movies of Anna Green Gables. I'm like, who is this? Is guy? This is like my guy. This is like my male counterpart. He is yes. my guy. <laughs> yes, de- so. definitely. Prop, props to any guy who who, who will ha- actually have the Anna Green Gables uh, uh, in his collection. You know, right <laughs> much, much less watch them but like yeah definitely uh yeah so kindred spirits right Isn't yeah that what she calls them kin- yeah, kindred yeah he's definitely yeah. a kindred spirit and well his sisters he has three older sisters that are a huge influence on him and they're just great sisters today's sibling day so hmm. they're the best oh. siblings i i know <laughs> nice. So, nice yeah nice. yeah mm-hmm. so was the um so you you didn't have a picture of, of healthy relationships um I did not so you you were in that for for a while um mm-hmm. since i was four well yeah. since i was born actually yeah. <laughs> so um but i can remember as far back as four years old mm-hmm. we just had to run away from my my father into hotel rooms or friends houses in the middle of the night mm-hmm. at one time there was a threat that, that you know they were gonna he was gonna blow up the car or you know something stupid like that but it was just it was like weird mm-hmm. <laughs> it was crazy 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 all the time yeah yeah so what 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 have have been some of the the things that have helped you heal from your your upbringing or even well of course counseling lots and lots and lots of counseling like in in being surrounded by mentors and and celebrate recovery saved my life Mm -hmm. (laughs) it did it like I went there and I was like trembling in my boots Mm -hmm. (laughs) in my skin and I was so scared that Mm -hmm. people were gonna judge me and I you know I went there and I met Nancy, who has been a wonderful person to me. She was, um, her husband, Gary, and her were the leaders at the time of Celebrate Recovery. And Can you share, without, can you say a little bit more about 
celebrate recovery for those uh, that that don't know what that is celebrate recovery is a a christian-based 12-step program it's like much like aa which is the traditional 12-step program except the higher power is jesus christ so our mantra is i'm a grateful believer in jesus christ and i struggle with whatever the blank is And so um, he helps us with our struggles. And it was, you know, it was in addition to the treatment that I was, that I was receiving. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it was just, it was phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so it, you, would, you met with an individual therapist uh-huh. and then went to the, the celebrate recovery uh, support. Group. Right. Yeah. I had years yeah. of deep intensive counseling, like, really deep counseling and then um I also to supplement I had the group therapy with the um, celebrate recovery and you you just had the it just inspired you to be transparent because it's like everyone was there they were kind of like like you you know we they're, were like they're working on people. their things yeah. they're working on their thing and so there was absolutely no judgment whatsoever like none yeah. <laughs> people could be real <laughs> so yeah. it was awesome yeah it that that is extremely healing to to find a place mm-hmm. where you can just be yourself and and share what, what you've been through mm-hmm. yeah and so yeah. so you, you went through counseling and got support what um how has it been um for your kids you 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 moved you moved 11 years ago uh, how how old were they when when you had to move well let's see uh my oldest jeremiah he was 16 my other one was my younger my the one down from there my middle one was 15 and then my daughter she was nine mm-hmm. she was eight going on nine yeah so and a co- so a couple teenagers yeah, two teenagers yeah. and a you know a tween. I guess I, I, I'm guessing I'm guessing yeah. Hawaii to Alabama might be a little bit of a, a culture shift. Oh yeah, it was a shock. complete culture shock. We had to do a lot of adjustments. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So but yeah. so yeah, my it's it's been you know people say that it's you know hard to be parents of infants and toddlers and teenagers it's not it's harder to be a parent of adult of adult children excuse me stumbled a little bit anyway yeah adult children are hard because it's kind of like you have your heart walking out walking on the outside of you you know and they make choices that you're not always happy with but they're adults and it's it can be scary it's almost like you see a train coming ready to hit them and you can do nothing to stop it because <laughs> they they have to learn you know to see that train coming and hopefully they they make the choice to not get hit by the train <laughs> and right. sometimes they get hit by the train unfortunately yeah so yeah, yeah our, our our two our two oldest are are out of the house and uh <laughs> Our, our youngest uh grace she she's gonna be a a, a senior next fall mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's it's hard to to let let go and and it's hard to to, to give them the freedom to to, mm-hmm. to make, make decisions 
So right. mm-hmm. and, uh, any uh, advice, Rhonda, for, for, for moms who are, might be, or, and dads <laughs> who, well, who are, are, are having a hard time with that? I'm learning that, you know, you're not always going to approve of what they do, but it's not really about us. It's more about them and just loving them where they are. And of course, trying your best, but prayer, a lot, a lot of prayer, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, praying for them, um, just praying for their safety, for their well-being, you know, um, mm-hmm. praying that they receive you know what they, what you try to impress upon them um but they don't always they don't always want to listen you know and that that that's where you have to come to an acceptance that they're not always going to listen to you yeah. you know yeah and you just have to accept them for who they are because god loved them more than me <laughs> you know and he actually that's made he remember. made them he made them and so mm-hmm. You know, just like he knows every hair on our head, he knows every hair on their head. <laughs> and so his plans are better. And I might have had a dream for them that I thought might happen, but it didn't happen. And so I just have to accept it and be okay with it and just love them for who they are. Mm. That's yeah. all I can do. <laughs> It's, no. it's hard to get to that point of, of peace and acceptance. And then, mm-hmm. and then you have to do it more than once. Oh, every day. Yeah. Every yeah. day, every time I have a conversation with them, you mm. know, um, and they have to live their life. They have to learn. And they're still the people that God created to, to created them to be at their very core. Mm. And I just have to see looks looks through the eyes of jesus christ at them instead of my own human frail eyes because i'm gonna i'm not gonna see what you know jesus sees if i look through my own eyes Mm -hmm. that's a great reminder rhonda Mm -hmm. yeah so tell me a a little bit um about uh the work that you do with your clients what do what do you specialize in well i'm i'm really um, working with a lot of people with relational trauma <laughs> and, you know, just overcoming dysfunctional family relationships. Um, I work with a lot of married couples and they're discovering that they have a lot of past things that they haven't really recognized or acknowledged. And so I'm trying to help them be like, well, you can't heal what you don't acknowledge. Okay. Yeah. And so um, I'm helping them, you know, make connections with each other by helping them overcome some of those past hurts. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. When, when a couple has kind of those past hurts that they haven't looked at, uh, what? what are you what tends to happen like what 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 um uh they have a lot they have a lot of um attachment issues they don't have secure attachments like they have a lot of avoiding attachments or insecure attachments Mm. um, because they didn't have parents that were responsive to them Mm -hmm. like when their children they cried or got hurt you know they didn't have that that response of a caregiver saying, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. 
mm-hmm. you know, to help them through it, you know, it's kind of like suck it up, stop crying or, or they just weren't there at all not, not supported or, or neglected no. and, and right yeah. and it's emotional neglect it's an right. you know plain and simple it's emotional neglect yeah can, mm-hmm. so uh in relationship can can you describe for listeners what avoidant attachment and uh what anxious attachment um look like well, it's like a lot of pushing your partner or friends away, like people away, like avoiding any closeness or connection, um, being very anxious and not not knowing what what to do with the real love, like 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 being scared of it, like what is this? And you're still waiting for that shoe to drop. You're still the hyper vigilant. Like, wait, this is too good to be true. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so you avoid it at all costs. You try to like, you know, run it, you know, run away from it. And and it makes you just very scared and anxious. And you can have both at the same time, I think. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. I've I've mm-hmm. seen I've seen that where um mm-hmm. you've got a, a a spouse or partner who really cares and loves you, but it, it um not uh feeling insecure uh, mm-hmm. in, in it and and questioning it or like what you said like waiting for the other shoe to drop yeah where I struggled I struggled I struggled early in my marriage with Doug with that a lot but with, mm-hmm. through counseling we were able to overcome and now 10 years later we're still <laughs> we're still connecting <laughs> yes yeah so yeah yeah mm-hmm. it t- um it takes a lot of courage to uh to stay in a, a relationship to to, mm-hmm. to try to um stay connected uh when uh your instinct um your, your gut reaction is to want to run away or avoid right um, mm-hmm. and uh yeah and, and it's nothing doug was doing he was he was just trying to be you know and he's just trying to love me you know <laughs> so and he succeeded at loving me definitely um so he just would not give up (laughs) he would not give up on me so awesome that's awesome Uh yeah so uh the uh so you you work with with couples um and Mm -hmm. uh um and 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 individuals with relational trauma um you uh, it, you you moved during pandemic. What are some of the lessons, Rhonda, that you've learned um, in this past year during during, oh, in this the, past during year. The, sh- the shutdown and, and like with relationships or, or with your clients? Well, in the in the relation the relational wise, I learned that you know the pandemic forced everybody including myself to really look at your relationship because you're forced to be together 24 7 you couldn't be busy you had you had to be present you know you had to be looking at the stat you know the status of your relationship what is really going on are we really connecting and i think that one reason why the divorce rate went up because people were forced to look at what was really going on mm-hmm. yeah 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 oh. the um 
yeah, it definitely put put a strain on on relationships, whether mm-hmm. it's uh, uh, the strain of unemployment or or being downsized, um, or just just the strain, um, which which sounds funny if you're married and and in love, um, mm-hmm. but, but the strain of being together more, uh, working right. from home. Um, mm-hmm. Well, there were some things that Doug and I had to look at in our own marriage. You know, it's healthy. You know, we do have a healthy marriage, but there were still some some things that were going on in our extended family that were just, and so that's one of the reasons why we moved is because we just had to get out of that toxic dynamic. We just couldn't do it anymore. So we, so we, mm-hmm. so we had to look, you know, these, these kids are adults you know they have to make their own decisions and Doug and right now Doug and I we're we're the relationship that we have right now so this is this takes precedence (laughs) over anything else and so we really had to make you know make sure our marriage was intact um yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's a hard hard decision very hard decision Mm. yeah Mm So we had to kind of let go a little bit and let the kids, you know, m- you know, be on the, like, live on their own, pay their bills, and do the responsible thing. Mm-hmm. They had to do that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. What would you say to uh, a mom or a parent who, that the idea of, of, of that um, just seems, seems scary? It is scary because of all the unknowns. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, this world is so dangerous for young people because they're so impressionable and, you know, they get themselves into things and, you know, it's just, it's scary. So a lot of the unknowns are scary. Um, And yes, I want to help them, but I don't want to enable them either. You know, there's a difference between helping and enabling. And it's like, if if you're doing what they can do for themselves, then you're enabling. (laughs) And so I had to really examine myself and say, I can't, I can't, I'm enabling. I can't do this anymore. (laughs) That's a hard transition Mm -hmm. because, you know, for so long, you're, you're helping them. Right. Growing them up. Mm -hmm. You're, um. Uh, and at, I, I like that. Like, at what point do you, do you pull back and let them be adults? I, mm-hmm. I, I, I like that. Um, uh, not doing what, mm-hmm. what they can do for themselves. And, and even with my clients, I, you know, I'm not their main problem solver. I'm not their main resource, hmm. you know? Um, there are a lot of resources and so with my clients I help them help them see what their inner resources are whether it be their faith or anything else Mm -hmm. and the same with my kids I have to impress upon them that I'm not their only resource Mm -hmm. they have other resources that they can rely on to get to solve the problem I am not their main problem solver I can't be (laughs) Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, em- empowering them to mm-hmm. find other resources and and kind of solve solve problems uh, mm-hmm. uh, for for themselves. 
that's big um mm-hmm. yeah it uh yeah you know no matter how old our kids get like you know we're still we're still mom we're still dad um, right you know and, and yeah. again i'm going to repeat that toddlers teenagers babies to me that was a piece of cake compared to what it is now mm. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah really okay. okay i'll try not to be too scared uh or, or, or <laughs> i'll try to remember what you what you shared uh yeah as, as, as a kid get older no i'm like i'm mm. i'm i'm proud i'm proud of them um yeah and, uh i'm 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 hoping to ask my my wife on the podcast uh, uh like uh uh <laughs> so, someday uh for for her to to, to kind of share um, yeah i mean we're always yeah. proud of our kids i mean they're our babies they're our kids you know i carry these three they were cl- you know they're still close to my heart just mm-hmm. i have to kind of take the apron strings and cut them off and cut those apron strings a little and let them talk like it's like they're learning to walk you know you have to let them fall on their butt sometimes mm-hmm. so they learn how to keep walking mm-hmm. so right yeah 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 so a- as we uh, wind down our our time uh, today is there any l- last thoughts or last lessons that you'd like to share hmm That's a good question. <laughs> um, just, I guess, just know that that God loves you. God loves us all, and mm-hmm. you know He, the unknowns make us want to ask why this is happening, and it's hard to trust, you know, but. Um, trusting and obeying that's what I'm learning and just to trust and obey because if I if I do what I think is right I'm gonna mess it up <laughs> mm. so, yeah yeah, yeah. and well, and wh- whatever is in my head doesn't always have to come out of my mouth mm. yeah <laughs> yeah it, w- uh th- that th- that is uh <laughs> uh easy to say hard 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 to, to right do it to it's true <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and we don't have to walk around being a victim of our thoughts mm. we have more power over our mind than because god gives us that power yeah. to to look at our thoughts and say wait a minute this is not line up with who i am or the truth or anything so it yeah. needs to go yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. i, I, I want to ask uh, uh you to say a little bit more about that Rhonda. when you were younger or or when you were um in your first marriage uh, what were some of those thoughts that, that you struggled with or that you had to I'm I'm worthless I'm not enough I deserve this I deserve this treatment I'm never gonna get out of here um I'd be better off dead I mean seriously I was suicidal for a long time when I was early married um I I don't think I had postpartum depression but I did have a lot of the baby blues especially after my first child but I just wasn't getting any help you know 
and it's i would a just lot to try to deal with on your own yeah. yeah and then and then i got pregnant with my second one when my first one was three months old oh. so yeah and then I had another baby. Yeah. So I had two littles and diapers at the same time with no mm-hmm. out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was in a dangerous mindset. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm so oh. I'm so glad that you, you you took that courageous step to to get out of that uh, mm-hmm. harmful uh, relationship and 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 mm-hmm. envir- environment and yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, glad that you you found a, a good man and yeah he's um, the best yeah and and, <laughs> and a, a good group the celebrate recovery group to to heal and um and now you're helping others uh, uh yeah. d- deal with their own trauma and um and and helping them with their relationships so thank you R- Rhonda for for me we we've we've been f- friends for years online it's it's fun to yeah to, to, to talk uh uh, exciting today. thank you i'll i'll be uh sharing uh your 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 website uh in, in the show notes and okay uh, yeah and, and definitely encourage uh, folks that you're listening to to read uh Rhonda's website it, it's really amazing um mm-hmm. she shares more about uh uh the the, the trauma and and the and the healing mm-hmm. uh, that she's been right. in her life. Yeah, you can read the website, um, lmft.com or I also have a book out on Amazon. It's called Beautifully Broken: My Journey to Amended Heart, mm-hmm. and it's all in there too. So okay, great. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you, Rhonda. Thank you. Today. No problem. Bye. It's amazing what Rhonda and her kids went through. And I'm glad she was able to take the courageous step to leave that situation for their safety and and get the support that she needed to recover and heal from that. And I really appreciate the advice she had uh, as a mom uh, for us parents. You can learn more uh, about Rhonda and uh, and her story on her website. I really like her website. It's really well done. Thank you for listening. Please rate and subscribe if you'd like to get notified of future episodes. And I'll see you next time.